Hello everyone, Noble back again for another episode of Noble Relating, the podcast of the new paradigm. Got another special guest live and in the building. This has actually been great. I got people actually coming to me to do these episodes now. Getting live people in the audience, in the in the chair, in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome everybody to my my next guest for this week, uh, Falami. Say hi to the people, Falami. Hello, everybody. How you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm really happy that you're here. I really appreciate you. You're looking amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I can tell you like feel amazing too. Like it's just radiating in front of you. Like yes. you're in a good place right now. Yeah. And I'm I'm really anxious to get it all down on audio <laughs> for the people. Bubbly. Don't try to hold yourself back. <laughs> I can see you trying to like, oh contain it. Contain the joy. Contain the happiness. No. Ah, keep, don't let it out. No, let it all out. Explode on this. Okay. Now bust all on this podcast right now. <laughs> Give it to them. Today, and it's going to be um really funny when people actually hear what the topic of our podcast is. We're, we're talking about joy and happiness. And uh, we're actually going to be talking about dealing with divorce. Wow. Um. I'm gonna, I, want, I like people to kind of like get on here and talk about themselves. Like I try not to really make it more about me. Nice. So introduce yourself to the people. Tell people who you are, what you're about, where you're from, what you do. Oh, Lonnie, it seems like I should have been prepared for that, right? I think you should have. <laughs> you heard, you, you know how this go. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like the famous YouTuber. I, I do the same stuff every right. time. Like, you know, know what it's going to be. You and heard I my episodes. Do, I have heard the episodes. That's why I'm, I love the episodes, right? So, okay. So, um. <laughs> My name is Falami, and I am a, uh, I said, interpersonal communications consultant. And um, with that, that means I specialize in supporting single mothers and co- and co-parents in, uh, in healing and customizing their relationships for optimal growth. Mm. And I do that via um, up-level communication that, we, that you've spoken about on this podcast. Um, and so, and, and through the other tools that I learned from Progressive Love Academy um, via uh, feminine power tr- training. So, and I, I do, I do a lot, uh, but that is, you know, the one main thing I'll say. Okay. And <laughs> so I think we met, we met for the first time back in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a really good time there. Which I was all over the place, you know. And um, you came to see me a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we talked. And you, and you gave me some information about your current relationships dynamics, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like um, for everybody who don't know you, you were, well, just tell the people like about like because you're your husband and what kind of transpired with that, okay. and how or where you're at. Like, <sighs> give, give us a background. All right. So first um, off, when did you get married? So I got married as soon as I turned 22. Okay. Um, and you're how young now? So I'm 34 now, and um, so we were married over 11 years. We mm-hmm. just got divorced last August, um, and this is recorded what in um, end of May. So um, we've been divorced, you know, nine months, almost 10. Um, and the one big thing about it is what he just got remarried. Mm. Maybe you know a couple weeks ago. So okay, all right. That's we got to now. We got to go back though, because like when people hear just that, they're like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, girl, he had this other girl the whole time. What was he doing?" And I'm like, we got to give him like the real, real. Right. So first, let's go through with um, the 11 year, years of marriage. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did you get divorced? Who filed for divorce and why? 
Okay, so like I said, I have to tell, I was telling him that I have to make sure I, you know, don't like run through everything. So, yeah, just give me what you can, what you're comfortable with. I am, okay, so it started out with him asking me when I was 19. Uh, I met him at my freshman year of college, it was his third year there. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, he asked me, we, and we were friends. We were platonic friends. What I did like about him was the fact that he um, he did not ask me out. He asked, "Oh, listen, do you want to go to Capoeira class?" That's what mm-hmm. he would ask me. Do you want to, and, and, you know, do you here come to poetry night? He was in the mm-hmm. poetry club. What's significant about that? Things. Well, what's significant about it is the fact that my mother always taught me like. Don't be just going out on a date, you know, with a guy because everybody's putting on airs. Everyone's, you know, how she say, like, not farting. <laughs> but she's just like, everybody's putting on airs. Everybody's, uh-huh. you know, put, uh, what they call it, putting their representative on instead of just observing someone in their naturalness mm-hmm. and, and around other people and everybody. So that's what I liked about it. Um, but we weren't necessarily, like, attracted to each other like that, um, you know. And so... Uh, and I also had a boyfriend at the time back home. Uh, okay. I had gone away for college. Like a long distance boyfriend, right? Okay. Um, and that's a whole other story right there. But yeah, so I wasn't like tripping off of him romantically. And all it was what's funny is um, there was a a, a a classmate of mine who was actually talking to him, mm-hmm. and I thought it was weird because I was like, he doesn't seem like romantic. Like I can't see him being romantic. I can't see mm-hmm. him. Be- you know, um, and a lot of people actually felt that way about him. Um, and so that's just what's so funny. So anyway, fast forward. So he asked me when I was 19, hey, can you marry me? And I said, well, the thing about it is we, um, after my first year of college, he was then um, away from the school. Because he went and did like a co-op in Florida. He um, And then he uh, withdrew from the school because it wasn't up to his standards. He was a computer science, mathematics, double major. Um, so anyway, we spent the rest of that time being long distance and we would be like off and on friends and then like, we'll say, well, okay, let's try this committed, like being a girlfriend, boyfriend thing. And it would like, okay, well, let's not. So he asked me mm-hmm. at 19, will you marry me? I said, well, I know you're my husband, but not right now. It, mm-hmm. Cause it was weird. It's like, I knew he felt like home, mm-hmm. but I wasn't necessarily attracted to him like that. You know? So I was confused. He was confused. You know, my family and friends, we were all confused. My family <laughs> loved him though. My mom right. loved him. And so she, and he asked me again when I was 20, will you please uh, marry me? And I said, well, I know you're my husband, but not right now. And then finally at 21, I had graduated college and he asked me the third time and he said, I'm not going to ask you again. (laughs) (laughs) He asked you three times. He's like, this is the last time. I'm going to ask. Okay. Right, right. And so, and I I knew it wasn't an ultimatum, but I kind of took it that way. Um, because in what because what I really you know like the healthiest things to say would have been well I'm I'm not ready to get married I said you know it would have been like oh well let me ask you when I am ready you know mm-hmm. um but the thing about that is um he knew I wasn't ready you know because I had talked to him about it and I was like well I don't know who I am you know and he's like yeah I know he said well we'll figure it out together and I'm like but what about if we mm-hmm. figure it out and we realize we're not the best for each other and it's kind of like well we'll cross that bridge when mm-hmm. we get that kind of thing so you had the awareness of 21 that at that point in time in your life you didn't really fully know who you were as a person what you wanted what your goals were and all that stuff mm-hmm. okay 
I mean, and I, I thought I had an idea. You know, I thought, okay, you want to get married. You want to have the children, you know. I knew I wanted to be kind of, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be in the arts. Like, I, at first I thought I wanted, like, when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a singer. And then it was like an actress. And then it was like, you know, and I just knew, I always knew that I wanted to have a life that was significant, you know, that um, was worth telling a story about. Mm-hmm. That's what I always felt in my spirit. So that's why I always kind of kept keepsakes. I always wanted to write a journal, but I never could keep up with the journal, like discipline with writing the journal. So yeah, I always just knew mm-hmm. that there was, cause I love learning about people's lives and like, I love storytelling mm-hmm. specifically about lives. Cause there's so many, so many lessons to be learned from everyone's life right. in my opinion. So um, my mother, and I remember telling my mother, I was like, I don't know if I wanted to marry him. You know, and she said, well, he's gonna be my son-in-law regardless. And so I was like, well, I didn't know if I was going to be able to have, handle him like being around within the family. Even though I knew I was going to be like immersed in the family, but I'm like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to handle him like being around, like I guess her having a relationship with him with me mm-hmm. not being. You know, it was so many dynamics there. <clears throat> um, and to add to it, so um, the, the his wife now, she was also in college with us. They knew each other before okay. um, I came there. So okay. she was... Um, we, we, she was friends with us the whole time. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I, I hate to make it sound shysty because it's not shysty. Right, we don't get but that. But yeah, 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 yeah. So, so again, so fast forward. You have a daughter, you have a child, one child together. Mm-hmm. Um, why was it not a happily ever after? Like, you know, you decided to get married. What, what, what changed to make that divorce happen, and why? So. Um, and did who filed for divorce, or was that like a joint thing? So, so he filed. Okay. And that's because I just don't like doing work. <laughs> he Because you didn't want to do the paperwork. I mean, yeah, he he was yeah he yeah he 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 did all the paperwork and okay. um, but I was the because I I had I had suggested that we divorce a, quite a, a few times, but it was mm-hmm. with him he 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 took it more like okay you're just kind of like top dropping out kind of thing. It was, he was like, he thought it was more because I'm not that good with commitment, you know, and he mm-hmm. is. And so he was the one like really keeping us glued together because there mm-hmm. were several times and I was like, I think we need to do work. <laughs> and, 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 and. So why were you thinking that? What was it that was making you think? Like... Because, um, there was, um, there were things that, um, I mean, first of all, I mean, I had, <clears throat> Not just because I had cheated, but just because um, there were things that he would say that he would need from me, and I, you know, when we have like this big, you know, kind of blow up of an uh, blow up of an argument, like we never did like yell at each other or like come to any fights. It was always very calm and intellectually <laughs> just you know discourse between us. But when we have this big thing, and I would be like, and he would say what he need from me and what I'm not giving him, and I'm just be like, and I think what it was was I would. In my head, I'm like, well, I'm not sure that I can give that to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure I'm willing or I'm inspired enough to give that to you. You know what I mean? Like, and it was hurtful, you know. Mm-hmm. But what happened um, with the child, with my baby girl, is that um, <clears throat> we had, well, I had intentionally waited to get pregnant. Uh, I mean, you know, meaning that was my my desire. Mm-hmm. He could have had a baby. He wouldn't have minded having a baby at like in college like he is all about right. raising a children raising children and me not so much um it's what I thought I wanted but so 
eight years into the marriage and I'm like, cause I also wanted us to be like financially at a certain place. So eight mm-hmm. years in, I said, okay, I guess we need to get this started. Cause I'm 30, you know, I maybe want to have four children, maybe five. We'll see, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but then I talked to my cousin and my cousin was really breaking it down about parenting. And I was like, we had a very long conversation and I said, cause I said, well, what if I have one? I don't like it, but then I'm gonna feel some kind of obligation to, you know, give my child siblings because I love my siblings. My siblings are everything to mm-hmm. me and I can't imagine anybody's life without their siblings. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so I was concerned about that. And then, so she, I think it was like one or two things she said to me and I was like, you know, maybe I just shouldn't have any at all. That's why I came to the conclusion with her. Mm-hmm. Then I talked to Javon about it. I said, what if I don't want to have children? At this point he had gotten out of the military mm-hmm. because we were going to have children. Cause I said, I'm not going to have you deploy and leave me with kids and everything so he got out and and then I said well what if I don't actually want to have children he said he's gonna have to figure something else out which didn't offend me because I'm like yeah yeah because you need to be a father because he's all about it right he's a a leader like right so and um and so but so when he said that I said well let me not let Javon have wasted his time and and that's when we decided to conceive you know Mm -hmm. and then um, because one thing I <clears throat> I always told him was that I'm not I'm told, I told him parenting looked hard and I didn't want to do it without a full staff <clears throat> if I'm being quite honest like and I meant like mm-hmm. you know not just a you know nanny not just a housekeeper you know, a personal chef you know a personal assistant you know a stylist like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I you know it looked and and I realized three things that I remember thinking as a like a teenager 19 20 or whatever I realized I don't like hard work. Mm-hmm. I don't like responsibility mm-hmm. and I don't like commitment. Mm-hmm. And so that's all of the marriage and parenting yeah, is. That's so, pretty much, yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. That's like yeah. the trifecta that yeah. marriage and kids are built on right there. Like, that's the pyramid of the base. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. It's good that you're honest with yourself about that, though. Yeah. Because you're a visionary mind, right? Yeah. Your visionaries don't be fucking with commitment. <laughs> they don't be like. They be fucking prisoners are like just brave heart, you know what I'm saying? Freedom! <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything that's going to constrict that shit, they ain't really down with it. You know? And so that's why when. Whew, and so and so I was having a hard time ever since my. Yeah, ever since the baby girl was born. And it, I was postpartum like crazy. And then what? COVID mm. hit. So mm. that just made it worse, you know, made it worse. Uh, right. So basically, what I'm hearing you say is like. You were married, you really aren't down with the commitment and everything aspects of marriage, even though you seem like you do have a lot of love and appreciation for your ex-husband. I love that man like it ain't nobody's business. <laughs> yes. And um, you love your daughter, I believe, oh, for what you're telling me. definitely, yeah. But you feel as though, again, the hard work, commitment, and responsibility that goes along with rearing a child is a little bit overwhelming for you personally. Yes. Without, exactly without right. like consistent help and contribution. Yes. Right. Yes. And your husband, he's, you, told, you told me that he wanted more children. Uh, yes. And yes. you were like, hell to the no, I can't. Like, like, you somehow got me to give you one. I did it. Like, I'm done. This is it. So. I mean, it. And, and it was, oh God, it was such a struggle for me because, you know, mm-hmm. you had your life planned, you know, because it was like, well, that's what 
everyone says to do. You know, it's like, oh, I had, and it was insane because it's like, here I had this wonderful husband. Like, mm-hmm. everybody looking in on us, like, uh, you got it made. Right. Did you, you know? have, when you were married, did you have to work? Did you work? There was a lot of times I did not work. Maybe we were married, what, over 11 years? Mm-hmm. Probably half the years I wasn't working. Mm. I would, you know, and, when I look back on it, you know, before I didn't understand when he was telling me toward the end of our marriage day, I was not giving him the emotional support that he needed. I wasn't, you know, like supporting him in a way that was good for him. And I didn't mm. understand it until we had the counseling, right, from Progressive Love Academy. But, um, but yeah, like there was time, I'm, I'm a Pisces, you know, I'm, I'm like this creative soul, you know, so mm-hmm. at a drop of a hat, I would be like, eh, I'm going to quit my job, you know, and he's like, okay, you know, he was very supportive, always very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, he got, um, the military, like I said, he was in the military. He got the military to transfer him to California cause I wanted to be in LA so I can pursue my, you know, entertainment desires, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he coordinated that. <clears throat> he, um, as far as progressive love Academy, uh, the choices go he was all the choices I mean except womb choice you know he was everything mm-hmm. manifestation crown support soul choice so that's what we, what we learned in the counseling is that that is what really made us come together was the fact that we had similar missions and goals in life we were definitely soul mm-hmm. choices just not in terms of like just not in the family aspect yeah <clears throat> so we had to come to one because it's like we knew we wanted to be in each other's lives like we knew um, that yeah we we definitely had a big love for each other and wanted to be each other's lives. And so we interpreted that as, okay, well, we need to get married, you know, even though mm-hmm. we've been to marriage retreats, um, um, given by the military, oh, those are so nice and luxurious. And you know how you play like the newlywed game and mm-hmm. you ask the two people a question and, and see if they get the answer the same. And so one of the questions was, uh, how was y'all's first kiss? You know, and it was the, the choices, you know, fireworks, da, 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 da. and we both, answered dud you know it was, it's like, just like nah. what you know and so um, <laughs> that's you know that's, that's how so it was. a good so, loving relationship just mm-hmm. not passionate sexually yeah, passionate right exactly and you didn't really did you not feel like that was important to you initially and so that's the thing because I was you know you're raised hey, wait to marriage mm-hmm. um and so and, and so it's kind of at that undertone like that sex is bad, you know, it's, it's like a bit of undertone there. And so, cause I wasn't raised religious necessarily spiritual. Yeah. But I was raised in like a strict school. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So there was that underlying thing. So I didn't realize <laughs> that the way that we were having, um, you know, that relation in our marriage was, uh, like not the best or healthy, <laughs> you know, I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, cause <clears throat> there was a point in time I was, Feeling like why is I was remember I was getting upset with like all the sex scenes on the and I'm like why is everybody so obsessed with sex like sex and all that you know what I mean like I was just woo <laughs> <laughs> just offended like how dare they yeah I didn't so I, yeah I didn't realize that I'm like oh the way you're doing it for me is no it's not right. that's not the way it's, it's really meant to be and um and um also. I was thinking that that's what marriage, like that marriage is just this hard thing, you know, and I'm realizing now when you're with somebody that's more compatible for you that no, it's not this like uh, uphill battle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> um, so like, well, now, that's a little confusing because like those seem, those two things seem to like not really parallel each other because you're saying on one hand you had a nice loving relationship where he would support. Uh, supporting you, he was mentally stimulation. Say he Very was financially true. there, 
Um, you felt like a, a deep kind of like soul connection in terms of having a mission. Mm-hmm. But then you're saying the, the marriage was like an uphill battle because of just the sexual part? This is a great question you bring up because the fact that <sighs> I didn't choose him. Mm. That was the big thing that when we when we took the counseling from Kenya and Rock Camp, that right there blew our minds. Because that was whenever we tell the story of our marriage, you know, and he would that was his claim to fame. Oh, you know, I chose her, and of course he would, you know, his claim to fame. But she never did tell me no. He was like, yeah, I asked her three times, but she never told me no. But um, that was the thing. Like I was not the initial chooser. And so I'm like, so that's why when they talk about that, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's very significant. It makes right. a huge difference because when he's telling me about, you know, his new uh, wife, and, you know, before he even got married, and he was like, I see the difference about how it feels to be with somebody who actually chose me. Right. And I'm like, oh, I just want that healing for him because when I look back on the marriage, and I see because how he, you know, that's all that he lives for is being a husband, and it's like I see now how because he kept saying like, Swami, seemed like he got one foot out the door, like. Mm. Like he didn't deserve that, you know. He didn't right. deserve that. Right. And so I'm just thrilled beyond measure that he has someone that is is giving him what he needs because he spent so long, you know, kind of. Mm. So what I'm hearing that. you say is that, like, after again, most people go to Kenya Rakim or do the Progressive Love Academy training or whatnot to stay together or to find mm-hmm. a way to um, keep their marriage together while maybe having other relationships or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And by going through it, you seem to realize that because you were never really the chooser, you were never fully invested into the relationship in the way that you need to be for you to be a wife. You could be like a partner or a friend, but to be like in a domestic wife thing, you really couldn't do it because you never actually chose to be with him in the first place. Right. Not not like the initial, right? Right. And for that time, because really when you get married, you're really looking to do a support towards relationship. Mm -hmm. That's what the core was going to be. You have other aspects, Mm -hmm. but at the core it's going to be a support source. Right. And if the feminine isn't choosing the the person in the masculine, Mm -hmm. it's the other way around, Mm -hmm. it, it can throw everything off. Yeah, it's throw everything off because the feminine is if when she chooses she's then in the submissive position to right. make the masculine be the dominant person so it's like everything everything he was telling me you know when he would direct me when he would tell me to do stuff it was like i was like you know <laughs> like a glitch in the bait she's like Next time. yeah and I, I don't quit my job <laughs> <laughs> we moved to california like work that out <laughs> like no like fuck what you just said <laughs> So that's what it was. He was, you know, he was the submissive one in the relationship. And, you know, mm-hmm. and so, and, and and that's what they were telling us at the council. It's like, oh, you could tell the submissive one by the one who's doing all of the work. And he was doing all the work. You know, he was doing everything. Mm-hmm. And um, people, like his new wife now, she was, you know, because she was a friend of hers. And she would look and she'd be like, he's doing a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know. I just, you know, and it's like I couldn't. Cause and, and I would do more, you know, I would be like, okay, let me do more, let me do, but it would just be like pulling teeth, it would just be like. Right, because you were never in the choice in a way, it's like, it was like an obligation. It was an obligation. Right, I understand. An obligation. Regardless of how much you loved him, it was still right. felt like an obligation because you didn't make the initial choice. Right, and that's what I'm saying, it's such an interesting dynamic, you know, and that's what I love about mm-hmm. the poly training, you know. Right. So why, why get divorced then? Why couldn't you be 
polyamorous with him. Like, you know, he have his, you know, you guys still be there in the house, you're raising your kid. Maybe you move another woman in. You could like do your own thing. She could be doing could like why not still be married and be poly? Why do you? That's a great question. And uh, what's cool is my mother is kind of you know on the poly tip, and so she she was the one when I kept telling her when I told her I said oh, we're gonna have a divorce, mom. She said, well, what about poly? Y'all because we had always kind of dabbled with poly in our marriage. You know? Okay. So she's like, what about poly? And when y'all looking into that? And that's when I came across Kenya. And them. That was so cool. But um, good good question. He, he what it is is while he is poly minded you know but he understands the right and he because he's the one that really introduced it to me he's like i love all of my past girlfriends he's like you know there's no i don't love them anymore you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like every you know so um and and he loves his close friend like he had close girlfriends that i knew that he loved you know during our marriage and and so um he didn't but but what it is about him is he is very much Basically, I guess it's because he wanted more. Not I guess, but it's because he wanted more children. So it's like in this culture, it's gonna be a little difficult to like, oh, let me like the one that's choosing him and mm-hmm. that he also wants, you know, that he desires. It was gonna be hard to be like, okay, I'm still married to her, you know, and then mm-hmm. let me please, you know, bring you in and also please have some babies for me and all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's just a lot easier, you know, like right. okay, let's divorce. Right. Okay, so basically, what I'm hearing. <laughs> so she could be the legal, you know. Okay, so basically, what I'm hearing you say is you did it just for legal purposes and for because he wanted to have more children, and just to make whoever he was having more children with more comfortable in the position of having those children. Okay, yeah, but let me okay, <laughs> let me do a because okay. in case you know and not just because in case because this is how it truly is but i don't want her to be like okay uh-uh she is not painting this the right way no no, no they don't want to be poly you know they don't want to mm. participate in that like she definitely it was so funny i mean because I, I don't want any of these listeners to know like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go into like the hard stuff about it because i don't want anybody to think oh well i'm just cool and chill with it no i've had my you know oh this started before we got the word you know she because of the fact that she um, it's not for Polly like that, you know. Right. And so I was like, "Oh, but you were cool with being such cool friends with him while we was married. Yet mm-hmm. you don't want that for your marriage." And I'm, you know, what I come to realize is, guess what? That's her prerogative. She don't got to want it for her marriage. That she is, she is setting it up more for the lifetime appointment. Not like that. All his other friends, like I'm still his lifetime friend, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like she's setting it up for that lifetime marriage that he desires. He spent so much time feeling like, you know, even though he enjoyed the freedom that I was able to give him, he was able to go out and have all these, you know, like lunch dates with girls, you know, and, mm-hmm. and go out of town with girls. He was able to have a very freedom type right. of lifestyle in our marriage. Probably can't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh-uh. But he also, I guess, <laughs> felt like he, like, man, am I even wanted? I mean, I guess they a little bit kind of felt like that mm-hmm. now. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, but... Um, I, I can't say that for sure because um, I, cause I don't want to paint in anybody's mind like me giving him that freedom was the, like the demise of our marriage because that was not the demise of our marriage. The demise of our marriage was the fact that we wanted different things. He wanted more children. Right. And and, and I was feeling like um, because there was a time that came up when I was just like, okay, I don't want to have sex, you know, mm. anymore. And now people would be like, well, you have to figure that out. There's some trauma there. There's some, you know, oh, get a lingerie. Oh, oh, look at porn and get yourself inspired. Look at, and I was mm. just like, what, what if, because I'm a lover body. Lover wants to experience all kinds of things, even, mm-hmm. you know, abstinence or whatever, celibacy. So it's just like, but what, I'm like, but I don't want to have sex right now. And, but what you're telling me is because I am married, I have to. 
because I have this contract mm-hmm. and we're monogamously married, I, I am contractually bound to give this man sex and be the only one to do that for him for the rest of our lives. And I was like, that is, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> that was pretty crazy to me. I'm like, I really, you... I need to do video because like, I wish people could see the look of your face right now <laughs> when you were describing that. It was like, if there was ever a face of like, yo, that's some bullshit. Like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. But I mean, what I come to find out, you know, because I mean, like I, said, I know some, my, you know, my friends are all, you know, monogamy, monogamy. It's like, I, I, and I get it. And I'm not talking nothing bad about monogamy. What I come to find out is like, you know, I guess if I had been the chooser, maybe I wouldn't mind that contractual obligation. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? You know, because the jury is still out on whether I'm poly or not. I don't know. I don't know. My I impression of my impression of you, like I don't think that you would be like one for strip monogamy. Yeah, I think what it is is I like your your guys Cush's uh your guy Cush's episode when he was talking about polyamory versus polysexual, and I'm mm-hmm. like, he broke a lot of stuff. I'm like, you know, intimacy versus sex. You know what I mean? He broke it down, and so yeah, I. The, I guess the jury is out on whether I'm polysexual. Maybe that's mm-hmm. you know what the jury's out on. So, right. um, but yeah, I definitely am not going to be able to be involved if you know if I were to get married again. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be some. It can't be constricted like you know. Like, you can't talk to rules. another male. Yeah, because I love you know having an intimate conversation with another you know mm-hmm. with another male. Sure, you know I don't necessarily want to do that thing with them, but you know I like to get to know people. You know. Right. So when it comes to with your divorce now, so like you know when you first got married, you said you know you really kind of didn't know yourself, mm-hmm. and now you find yourself you know you got divorced because not for any real hateful reason, just because like you know your husband wanted more kids, you did not, you wanted to have his to have the freedom because you felt like he deserved to be with somebody who was choosing him, mm-hmm. so he could have that experience. Mm-hmm. And so what experience are you looking for now? Because when you got married, you really didn't really know yourself that well. Do you know yourself now? Or is that something you still have to explore? Um, ooh, I've been I've been doing a lot of exploring of myself in the last couple of years, especially, you know, last year. Woo-hoo! You know, and I think your girl's getting a okay. little closer and a little closer okay. every day. And, and, well, one thing I can say is, <sighs> what knowing myself, I just know I'm a very powerful person okay Mm -hmm. because when i was what four years old i had a crush on a gentleman who was 12 and uh, (laughs) it was my african dance class older man (laughs) my african dance class he was a drummer and i would talk about him all the time my mother of course was a little concerned like what in the world so she took me out of the class (laughs) (laughs) being a little fast ass take your butt home Mm -mm. I don't know what I'm going to do with her, Lord. I bet she was going home praying. <laughs> yeah, no, she, yeah, she was concerned. And so she took me out. And so, but lo and behold, I'm 17. I run into him again. And boom, sparks. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. So wait a minute, you were four, he was 12. So that means. 17, he was what, 25. Okay. And I was getting ready to go to college. Okay. <laughs> and we met up again. And like I said, just instantly just sparks. And I was just like, oh. And, and I tell you, when I drove home in my, that little old Buick I was driving, and I just, my windows were all rolled up, and I was screaming. I was like, I can't believe this. Like, I had a crush on him back then. And so, yeah. And what it, I said this to say that 
he was an example of the kind of relationship I really like. He was spoiling me. I mean, my, mm-hmm. my husband spoiled me. You know, he was spoiling me. He mm-hmm. was, um, because like I went off to school, you know, I met, I met up with him again like the month before I went to school and then we hung out and then I went off to school. He, he, he sent me a rush card and was loading money on that thing. Mm-hmm. He would fly me back home. He bought me mm-hmm. another cell phone so I could easier text with him. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> he was, was like, oh, she grew up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't, I mean, he wasn't looking at me back then, but I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she grew up. And we hadn't known each other for that gap, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, he, he. He he, uh, he was beautiful. Like he had all the muscles and the tats, and he treated me so sweet. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we was only together for five months because what happened was I broke up with him because I was afraid about getting knocked up. <laughs> so you just copped out like that? Nope, I won't get ready. Yeah, there's other options. I know. That's <laughs> What it was, and, and, and I hate for somebody to hear this and be offended, but what it was was um, um, a, a, a friend of mine from growing up, a family friend of mine. Mm-hmm. She was older than me. She had two boys. She had the exact same scenario I had where she was 17, met with a 25 year old. She mm-hmm. was about to go to college, had a full scholarship, and they, you know, became pregnant. And she's married. So she was married with her boy. You know, she's still married with her boy. She said, I love him. She, but I'm telling you, she called me up and she's told me this because she's mm-hmm. like, I hear you with, like, oh, she, you with the dude, and um, and so as soon as she got done, uh, we we got hung up the phone. Mm-hmm. I called him and I broke up with him. And what's funny is the fact that, um, because here's the thing, I don't birth control is not a hundred percent. Okay. So many people have gotten pregnant off of birth control. Mm-hmm. So, and so what you will learn about me is I'm very. Mm-hmm anal about like you know, like prevention of sex um, yeah. or, or pregnancy and stuff yeah oh prevention of pregnancy right, exactly right, right, I'm right. very okay. very I find that I've always felt like I've, I've been that was a big thing for me too cause like, my dad has a bunch of kids but no I have brothers and sisters all over the place and whatnot. he once told me that if it wasn't for miscarriages and um, stuff he would have had like 21 kids you know, you know from stuff that happened right and um I'm just like my dad in terms of like I have the same weakness he does in terms of his affinity for women, mm-hmm. but I've never got anybody pregnant, mm-hmm. you know. But like I've been I've been conscious about it, but not to the point where it's anal. Mm-hmm. I just find it to be very easy to like be intimate with somebody and not get like because especially my first my high school girlfriend I remember she took me to the library because this is like before the internet was popping and um, she brought out some she went to the library and she gave me some books on birth control and what they do and how it works and what the pill does for you and woman's cycle, mm-hmm. um, what happens in the month, like, you know, from the first week to the second week, where the egg flows and all that stuff and what the blood actually is and what, whole shit, right? And I was like, she brought all that shit down. I was like, oh, okay, this is like really easy. You know, and then it came up with apps where you can like trash it. Like, I, I've just, I, I've just been very forthright with communication. So I've never got anybody pregnant mm-hmm. that I know of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, but for me, I'm like when I when I hear you say that, it's like, do you feel like you may have been too easily influenced by like the advice of other people, or maybe like too easily influenced by like you know other people's fears like being projected onto you to where like affected your decisions? Ooh, what a great question. Yeah, I do feel that way. <laughs> but with that situation, um, I don't regret that at all. What it was mm-hmm. was. I was. I actually had a boyfriend when I met 
When I, when I met, when I remet, like, you know, you just a lover. You can't control yourself at all. It's just like men, just like, hey, I just, well, you just got a, just a little fairy, <laughs> just fly, fluttering around. Uh, well, yeah, because and see, with that boyfriend, I didn't, I, I, and that's what I realized. I have that problem is kind of just going with the flow. With that boyfriend that I had when I met up with the one I was talking about then. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I would love to be your boyfriend. I think you're the most beautiful girl in the world. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I was 16. You know, I was 16. Yeah. And so, and I had, I had broke up with him, but, you know, we got back together. And I was like, okay, I'm about to go to college. And you're like really, I hate to say clingy, you know, but it's like he uh-huh. needed a lot of attention and stuff while I was in St. Louis. I said, I'm not about to deal with that right. in college. Like, I don't need to go. So I was breaking up with him. But he said, well, let's let's stay together till you go, you know. And I said, fine. But then that's when I re-met up with the guy I was talking about. And I said, okay, no, we can't continue. Mm-hmm. And so I said that to say that um, I really actually didn't plan on having this boyfriend back home when I was in college. So, I mean, it was mm-hmm. kind of like that, too. It was like, okay, now I can do my college experience without having to be, you know, because when I was in school, Javon, I met up with him, like, my first couple weeks there. And he was, he wrote down his number on a paper towel. And he said, call me if you ever need me. And I would, like, the cafe closed at 7. I would call him, you know, late at night if I was hungry, you know. And he would arrange to get food for me. And, you know, it was so sweet. He didn't even have a car. <laughs> How was he doing that? His friends had a car. I was to say, there was no Uber. Like. Right. No <laughs> and, and he would keep saying, I, I swear I paid him for it. You know, because like, he would get Wendy or something like that. You know, and I don't think I was having to pay for it. But just that right there was so sweet. And and um, my boyfriend back home was like, I don't like this dude. And I was like. I know it's so funny because I would tell him I was like well I'm not attracted to him like that you know you don't have to worry but what's so funny I was like wow and I ended up marrying him that's so funny but um but what it was was I was able to easily break up with you know that got back home Mm -hmm. because I did have Javon in the back of my life oh I got him even though Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't attracted because what it is, after I got off the phone with the first, you know, with my friend, my family friend who told me that, then I called Saeed and broke up with him, and then I called Javon, and I told him I broke up with my my boyfriend, and this was over winter break between my freshman year in school, and um, he was like, okay, what am I supposed to do with that information, and what's so funny about that is Javon gets that a lot from females, where mm-hmm. they meet him, and then they break up with their boyfriend, and he's like, did nobody tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what like, why, that for? Why you do that? <laughs> right? And so, because he's just that cool of a guy. So, but yeah, but we were just platonic friends after, you know, after that. Mm-hmm. Until, um, because what, and I say I'm powerful because when I was little, um, me and my girl, like me and my best friend growing up, we always told each other stories about how we would uh, go to college, meet our husband, you know, mm-hmm. graduate college, get married, have children. And that's exactly how it happened for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Is she still I, married? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's still married. She has two children. She's a doctor. Uh, you know, family uh, general practitioner doctor, um, and um, and so Javon, I had told Javon that, was, that story. So what it was is as I'm going through my to my finals, uh, my freshman year, he texts me. He's like, "So how does how does the guy in your story tell the girl that he likes her?" You know, and I was just like, "Oh!" And, and to me, I was just like, "Why am I smiling? I don't even like him like that." You know, it was just so funny, but <sighs> yeah, right. I think the whole story is beautiful, including, you know, the whole, the new wife and all that. I think it's a beautiful story, and that's the reason why I'm writing a book about it, and I want to make it into a television series. Okay. I I like it. Mm -hmm. So, like, so where does that again leave you at now? Like, do you have, because I think I was asking you about, like, your sense of self, like, how do you feel about, like, you know yourself? 
Oh, but yeah. I feel like you kind of like didn't really answer that. You, you're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm really, right. I'm really good at this. Like a lot of men have a hard time talking to women because of this, but like I've been trained to do this. Like, like I'm not, I'm not letting you off the hook. Like I am so not good at that because I'm good for going all around the bush. Okay, no, okay, I know, okay. I know. I know. You're right. You're I got you. <laughs> Thank you. You ain't answering nothing. Okay. Go ahead now. <laughs> so yeah. So myself. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, I mean, t- until I really get into that kind of relationship where it's like a wide chose him and like I'm really you know like we had all the all the attractions you know and um yeah we, we will see all the attractions right all, all the, the all of you know like all the choices no, and not necessarily all the choices mm-hmm. but that we have okay that because I do want to have that passionate feeling that mm-hmm. you know I hear about you know right. so you want a womb choice yeah I okay <laughs> and uh oh <laughs> And you know, uh-huh. manifestation choice. So yeah. Like two different people. No. Okay. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think, cause I think, cause I would like to, cause what it was is, I really enjoyed that deep friendship, you know, too. Mm-hmm. So. Can I ask you a question? The people that you have seen and had that spark with initially, uh-huh. like in your, you know, in your life so far. Uh-huh. Um, that where you was like, oh man, I just want to like be close to them. I want to be on them. You know, what I'm saying, it's so passionate. You've had that before, correct? Um, have you had a wound twist before? Let me ask. Um, yeah, yes. Um, that's a yes or no, baby. Like, you know. yeah, yes. What what it is is the fact that I did not like I wasn't able to get into it because I was married. You know, but right, I, right. I but you have had experienced that. that Feeling. Right. And did those people also, were they also in like the MC type of royal? Um, like they have money and they were giving it freely? Um, uh, yeah. Well, like that's the reason why I had described the relationship with the seven, when I was 17. Because mm-hmm. that was like womb choice and, and manifestation. And yeah. Okay. That's what that was. Okay. Um, and so I, and, and I say that to say that um, when I talk about like the kind of guy I would like, it was what's mm. cool about God is that He'd give me little nuggets, right? Because there's a gentleman I mentioned, the gentleman uh, in my mm. apartment complex, and he's pretty much. Cause I, I I looked at what I had written a few months ago, and I was like, because he's pretty much that, you know. But it's just that this guy, you know, he's married, he and uh, and he's also like really cool friends with a leasing consultant, and so. Um, but he so he's not for me, but it's just cool to get that little mm-hmm. that little glimpse. Okay, so because we talk up very easily, and he's very mm-hmm. like into like learning about me, and you know he's like he listens and he asks all these questions. Mm-hmm. But he's also beautiful, you know, kind of tall, muscly, tatted, you know, not kind mm-hmm. of tall but tall, muscly, tatted, and all that. And he's a you know professional athlete, and he travels the world, and he's um, you know, okay. so it's like pretty cool. Now um, we gotta go back because again. I asked you about knowing yourself, and you talked about a relationship with someone else. Okay, knowing myself, so yes. Yeah, so I'm about for you, in terms of like your goals, dreams, and desires, oh, yeah. your wants and needs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like you know that more now than you did when you were before you were married? So um, I do feel like I know that more now. Um, I know that. I um like I know that my goals I know that I would like to first off like be in a 
I like to do coaching, but that's that's not even like my big my big goal. My big huge goal right now is to put out a television series. Now, it's not necessarily I have to put out a television series, but I do want to write out my story and then like see where that takes me because it may just get me like a writing gig on a show, or it may just mm-hmm. put, get my foot into the door in the entertainment industry because I want to do things like hosting and and like you know I want to do like commercials. Like basically, I just I see myself in the entertainment industry, however that's going to play out. Because I, mm-hmm. you know, I see myself like producing um, short films and like, um, so, and what it is, is I want it to be stuff with a lesson behind it. Um, I am, I went to school for sociology and um, I realized that that is where all my passions lie, you know, kind of like marriage and family dynamics. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I love about learning about this Progressive Love Academy stuff is because, yeah, I want to incorporate all of this kind Mm -hmm. of information in there. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I see myself as like a world-renowned social scientist posing as an edutaining media mogul. Okay. So given what you know about relationships now and knowing what you want to have for yourself, mm-hmm. when you get the man and manifest the man that you want, like, do you see yourself um, eventually being polyamorous? Do you see yourself being monogamous or like, having that <laughs> desire? Like, what do you... I know, because when I was in college, my girlfriend asked me, Salami, do you think you can be monogamous? And I answered her then. I was like, yeah, you know, but, but I didn't really know about, you know, mm-hmm. all these different options and choices you could have. Um, like I said, the the jury is out because of the fact that um I never had. I mean, you know, like once I actually experienced that, like I said, that wound to a kind of relationship, I don't know if I'm gonna be like like all like oh about him being with somebody else. I don't know. So all I can say is um I would like to experience monogamy, you know. And but what it is is when I get with whoever I get with, he's gonna know pretty early on, like. Or, you know, we're not going to be able to be in the in a relationship that is constricting, meaning, like, whatever we decide to be, we can be. You know, it's like, it's not, it, it can't mm-hmm. be, basically, if you would like to get married, or if I want to get married, you know, it's not going to be able to be something where it's constrictive. Like, if at any time we, like, maybe in 10 years where the relationship changes as far as, um you know, our desires change, then mm-hmm. we can go with that. We can go with however it's going to present at that time we don't necessarily um basically there could be nothing there should be nothing that we could do that has to get a divorce mm-hmm. because of the fact that there probably won't be any more children involved you know what i mean because i think mm-hmm. that there's a lot more freedom in that way when there's not okay or oh, now i have a child right so would you be okay with a man who has children of his own mm-hmm. okay as long as he doesn't want any more from you oh yeah exactly yeah okay gotcha <laughs> gotcha would you be okay? How would you? <laughs> you were so serious about this no kids thing. You were like, that's like in your soul. <laughs> no more. It's just so funny. I mean, now that I'm over postpartum, I understand now why people mm. ain't want them. But it's just, um, and it's something for me where it's like I can, you know, people just, you know, I'm, people are just so flabbergasted by my, like, not with is no more desire for them, but. It's just that I know I could. He's like, yeah, I know this is a beautiful thing, and it could be, you know, it would be rewarding and all that. But I'm like, but unless I'm gung ho about it, like Rakim had said, he was like, unless you're like gung ho about it, it mm-hmm. probably isn't for you. And mm-hmm. I, and I lived that, and I'm like, yeah, I see why 
Because mm. I told Javon, I said, because I was 50-50, and he knew I was 50-50 on, mm. you know, on the fence. Mm. And I told him, I said, well, guess what? 50 is a failing grade. <laughs> that's a failing grade. Like, right. nobody who's 50-50, you should be like, okay, that's fine to have a kid with him. No, he was like, what well, he said to him, it was good enough. I'm like, wow. Right. <laughs> so, and that's the thing, like, well, because he's looking at it from the standpoint of like, well, I'm doing a hundred percent, like, yeah, so like hundred will make up for it. Oh, what you right. thinking? Because okay. he just he just wants it, yeah. Because so. and 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 um, and what and what it is is funny because I'm like, I knew I couldn't get, I wouldn't, I would not have been able to have a child with somebody who I knew wouldn't be able to take care of that child. Right. I get it. Oh, wow. So yeah. <laughs> you were just you. And, and it it took me a while to embrace me, fully embrace me, and love me, and mm-hmm. and, and this is y'all. This is very big for me because I am coming out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you out. for doing it here at Nova Relating. <laughs> yeah, because Javon would say he would like, he, you know, throughout our marriage and stuff, he would say, I mean, toward the end, he was telling me, you, when you talk to people, it's like you're giving them a biography of yourself written by them. Mm. Like, wow, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. She was like, people don't know who you really are, girl. Mm. <laughs> like, people don't really know you. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I, when I see these Zodiac things going about, um, I guess it's something they say about Pisces. They was like, how do you get fool people into thinking they know you, they know you, but they only know like 1%. And so I'm like, that's funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So you think that... Um... So you're you live in Atlanta right now, and you're, you're planning on moving pretty soon, right? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be like basically a career move, or whatnot. Like, how optimistic do you feel about like, you no, know, starting life over in a new city, you know, newly single? Oh, what a great question. Um, so yeah, right now from Atlanta, I'm moving to St. Louis because um, my ex-husband got married, and his ex, his new wife lives in St. Louis. And mm-hmm. what's fortunate about that is that that's my hometown as well. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool to my child will be able to grow around grow up around my family as well but um i'm after that like within the year i will be moving to la i'm going to st louis first because so i can get some financial footing you know build up some savings um you know <clears throat> do some professional things and then move to la so i can still come back every month and be with my baby um uh, so uh the moving to la and the reason why i want to go back there is because I, I hate it when we had to leave there. Um, mm-hmm. What part of LA did you live in? Los Angeles. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I only lived in, in, like, literally in Los Angeles for about six months, really. Right. Um, and then I moved to, um, and then when Javon came back from Bahrain, cause that's when I lived there when he was in Bahrain. When he came back, I did move back into the house with him closer to the base, which was like, you know, an hour and a half from LA. Mm-hmm. And then we would go back frequently, like, a lot, because my siblings were there too. So, um, so I did feel like I lived there longer, but anyway, so, um, and when we had to leave Cali out, a part of me died, like a part of me died when I had to actually leave LA because Mm-mm. I was, I was going like to acting classes. I was, um, really networking with like, um, film writers and directors and like, comedians. Whew, it was beautiful. And then when I go back there, I, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like this is the land of my tribe entertainers, you know? And mm-hmm. of course, you know, the beach and you know, you got Hollywood Hill, and I love being in Hollywood Hills with those luxurious homes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I feel like it's gonna be good. So how are you adjusting to 
from what I, I gathered in our conversation, like while you were married, you know, your husband was doing a lot of the work. You know, you didn't really have to work or he was like the one going out and mostly doing things for most of the time. And now again, you're on your own and you're about to be moving from to St. Louis to LA. I mean, this time you're going to LA, you're going to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how does that feel to you? Again, um, doing that part single and having to like get your money together for this, that and the third and mm-hmm. doing that stuff yourself. Um, well, yeah, a part of it, I mean, I mean, it definitely doesn't feel great. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) keep it a hundred, right? right. Keep it a hundred. Oh, it don't feel so good because you know, it's because it's like, whoo, um, you know, because that's why everybody was really warning me. It's like, girl, you sure you don't want to just have another child? You know, it's like, (laughs) you're about to give up this marriage, and and, 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 y'all gotta understand that we, um, we had built up assets. We, you know, he mm. was he was very good with managing money. You know, he's very good at investing money. And we, um, you know, he was doing this where he could retire in like ten years. You know, mm. he's got this great IT job and career. You know, and um, and I, you know, I left all that. And so, yeah, uh, it's a little scary. But I'll tell you what it is that I know. When I look back on my life, I'm like, wow, I really have never had a problem, like, even before him. Um, I was young, of course, but I'm like, I never had a problem with finances. Like, I've always had money. Um, mm-hmm. And and then Lauren, my Bagua, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, your girl is very uh, magnetic for finances. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I do not, like, whenever any kind of worry or doubt creeps up, I'd be like, uh-uh, girl, like, you're powerful like look at your resume sweetie mm. you are powerful so um definitely need you to put the work in that's the one thing i do have to develop is my masculine energy mm-hmm. okay um and so i just know that when i do put that work in like mm-hmm. there there literally should be no doubt because um one thing is their marriage is inspiring for me why because it's confirmation because years prior i saw that coming mm. Okay, um, she uh, when we like near the beginning of our marriage, I remember she came to Javon. She was like, Javon, what happened? You and me were talking, and then you just married for one. <laughs> and that's how it happened. We were both talking to other people, right? And and we got married, and everybody was like, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, um, and so like uh, usually a woman hearing that, you know, that somebody told her husband that, of course she's being all up. But I wasn't. I was like, hmm. I kind of kept that in the back of my mind. And then uh, when she had a boyfriend and her boyfriend encouraged her to call Javon up and tell her, tell him that she loved him, you know, um, and that didn't like make me all crazy. Either. You mm-hmm. know, I was, I've always been kind of like poly minded, you know, I'm right. like, okay. And I guess I was very secure in myself, you know, but which he always made me feel secure. Like he's going to make his wife feel secure. Like, mm-hmm. and so um, that, and then, um, When she when she got married, um, I felt like something was off. Even though I, me and her never were that close, but I felt like something was off. And mm-hmm. then and so and, and then she got married and made me and she was married and I made me, it made me question my vision because I had seen like we were, I feel like you know I, in my mind it was like sister wise, but me you know we mm-hmm. like I said me and him weren't poly you know but it's just like I can't explain it. it's very weird that I was just kind of like I kind of saw us like connected like that right and then um. So when she was married, I questioned that, but then she got divorced, and I was like, oh, I guess there is a chance about my vision. It's, it's crazy, right. you know? And then people, 
toward the end of our marriage, you know, when I was telling him, I think Shannon will be good for you. You know, people were people were like, you think that man wants to hear you tell him? You know, but it's just like I'm sorry. It's what well, it is. Exactly. Like I, just, I see the universal strengths of what it is. Yeah, because it's <laughs> like I'm. I love you, and I mm-hmm. want what you know. I want what you want for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I want you to be happy. So I'm like, it seems like because you know, they were hanging out tough. They were being like co-parents together. You know, like because mm-hmm. I was postpartum, he was going. He was going out of town, and they would hang out with the kids together. My right. kids are two months apart. The girls are two months apart. Oh, they all oh, they sisters. Thieves. Right. Yeah. Right. And and um, he would tell me all these things when he'd come back. And and the thing about it was, I like about poly teaching is that they teach. Okay, if your if your spouse doesn't want to do this with you, then go find somebody else to do it. But you know, if she don't like to play chess, play chess with somebody else. If she don't right. like to go on ski trips. Go. And so that's how we that's how we operated. But the thing about it was, he would come back and then tell me, you know, like, well, so and so did. It was kind of like a guilt thing a little mm. bit. And I'm like, mm. okay. <laughs> Right, but but he would also do it like you know where he was like he was trying to give me the opportunity to adopt those characteristics or you know where I wanted to do that mm. in order to satisfy him you know. And he was like, nah. And I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like, dude. <laughs> so man, it was just a lot of. No, such and such play pool with me. She's really good. I'm like, all right, nigga, cool, <laughs> shit. Have fun, bye. <laughs> So, well, y'all going back. <laughs> so Lisa Nichols, um, she did a she did a really succinct um, speech that kind of demonstrated it all, like womb choice and all these kind of things. Like she was like, "There's three types of relationships." She said, "There's the one that's um, is life affirming," and so she pretty much just, uh, described the womb choice where she was like, "Because that lasts for anywhere from one night." And she's like, "Yeah, I said one night to two years," and she's like, "And that volatility there is not going to be able to sustain for more than two years." Mm. I'm like, okay, you know that makes sense from the womb choice thing. And then she said, then there's a purposeful. Yeah. My womb choice was uh, we went two years. This is it. I'm done with yeah. that shit. Yeah. We both done. We both so mad at each other. It ain't gonna work. Yeah. We fucked, we fucked so much though. It got. I think I could have stressed it out a little bit longer if not for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Because we were during the pandemic, we were stuck together and we were just fucking like rabbits, just coming in the wind, man. Like no, <laughs> no objective, no nothing. We was. Every time we have a dust up, we would just fuck and smooth it over, and then like we we never got anywhere. Right. So it was it was beautiful and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and and so she said, and the second type of relationship is a purposeful one, and she said, and that's um, that's the one where once the purpose is fulfilled. That for, the relationship forever takes a shift and she said and, 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 and what is it people say well what happened well what happened was you were supposed to build a business together you were supposed to have children together you were supposed, supposed to have, to grow supposed each to other have up. one baby that's you it to, right? <laughs> this baby's here you were supposed to like you should grow each other up you were supposed to have this like defining moment together right. she, all the things she said I was like oh my god yep that's what was the third one well the third well, grow each other up okay and um and um and, I, and, and it was funny because that's what I had felt like when baby girl came out and after, you know, mm-hmm. we were spending time, you know, like a year into it. Like I was saying it was hard for me to decide whether I was going to have more children or not because I didn't know if it was mm-hmm. postpartum, COVID related. Right, hang on one second. Do you want to keep going? Because we're about to have, about to run out. I think we get, you want to keep talking? Oh, oh yeah. We can, we can, we can stop. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not here. We're going to do it. Okay. I was going to edit it right there mm-hmm. so that I know. Mm-hmm. Let me... <laughs> 